Before we begin, we wanted to say our hearts are with Texas. If you are able, the Hurricane Harvey Relief Fund set up by Mayor Sylvester Turner can be found at ghcf.org. And now, on with the show. Hey, this is my best friend Carolyn. And this is my best friend David. And we are a couple of vodka lovers. With a codependent relationship nearly a decade long. And this is Will Will and and Grace and and Vodka. Cheers! I goofed it. How, how'd you goof it? Rhythmically. You know, um, I didn't, well, I wasn't quite with you on vodka. You know what, David? What? Sometimes we're going to make mistakes. What? I know. I know. It's hard to Wait. accept that. I'm perfect. Uh, well, yes. You're a perfect human man. Davey, mm-hmm. what are we drinking this time? I'm having a Bloody Mary, and it's actually, um, it's made with the same... Tito's that we were drinking last episode because you guys we can't drink an entire bottle of vodka we could drink an entire bottle of vodka but let's try not we have to. we an have entire bottle of vodka. and we shouldn't that's what we i meant not. to say anyway we're both you know when you're in your 30s <laughs> you don't need to sit and finish an entire bottle of vodka in fact you might die if you do I would venture to say yes. You'll definitely die if you drink an entire bottle. Karen, this of Bloody Mary is really good. Thank you. Are you using a mix? It, just a mix and, and a little uh, Worcestershire sauce. Ooh, a little pap- that seasoning in there. A little pepper. Mm-hmm. I like it. Mm-hmm. I like it. Mm-hmm. Um, David. What? What episode are we talking about today? So, today we're uh, on episode two of season one of Will and Grace, and that is called A New Lease on Life. Can you tell us a little about it? Tell us, tell well, us what it's about. Well, the original air date was September 28th, 1998, and from Amazon Video, hmm. Will must decide whether to support Grace's independence by encouraging her to take an apartment across town or selfishly keep her close by, inviting her to share his living space. Seems oh. dicey. It does seem dicey. Um, I've got some trivia from my MDB. There's a couple little things. We've got one that I totally noticed as we were watching. Uh, Megan Mullally originally used her normal voice in the first episode, meaning Megan's voice, not Karen's voice. She began using her trademark high-pitched nasal voice in the second episode. Next, we have This is the First Time Jack Meets Karen. (laughs) Notable. 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 Iconic, one might say. And then third trivia item. When Will turns on the television, Conan O'Brien's guests include 12-year-old pin bowler Joni Marchinko, named for the series writer and eventual executive producer. Get on, Joni. Look at you. I love when they include things like that and you go back and find it. Yeah, I do. I do want to go Oh, this was the daughter of the writer, you know. I think that's fun. Also, what a good job. Uh, Right. I will definitely watch stuff and, like, find out trivia about it for you. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's our trivia. Um, we open in Grace's office. Mm, her beautiful office. It is beautiful. And uh, they're talking about Grace's apartment. Where is she going to move to? And we haven't seen an apartment of Grace's yet. We only saw the bed that she's right, in with true. Danny at the very... Uh, in the very in the cold open of the pilot we haven't seen anything else yet right right nope that's all we ever see of her and uh she asks will can i move in with you Mm. yeah i mean like she it like comes to her and as a revelation and like this whole (laughs) this whole episode is about like 
apartment hunting and friendship and boundaries mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. like I boundaries mean, it's interesting because like will and grace you know i've always it, the the logical conclusion for me would be that like oh well i would mostly identify with will and i've identified solidly with grace so far really yeah in the will in the first two episodes yeah because like like i said before like drawing the parallel of mm-hmm. the breakup that you know doesn't really break your heart but like is ill-timed and doesn't make you feel that great about yourself you know um having to find an apartment i just found an apartment this week which i'm stoked about i love that will's immediate reaction is no because if you recall uh 2009 Mm. i had a great idea And I approached Carolyn and I said, Carolyn, we should be roommates. And you were like, oh, no. And that is why, as you identify with Grace, I have heavily identified with Will. Mm-hmm. Especially in this episode. Yeah. And the next, to be honest. But we'll get to that. But I yeah, I super... <laughs> I so identified with Will in this episode. He just, he is a loner a little bit. And he's he's got his own space and he really values that and that is so so something i value like and not only that but like the need for friendships to have boundaries like absolutely we need our own apartments will says we need our own spaces we need that well and he also validly points out that grace should have her own you know he says something about ex-boyfriend land where she's living and and she has to move out to Mm -hmm. find herself and her independence and Absolutely. I also love in, in um, I don't remember if it's the next scene or the same one, but um, there's this moment that Deborah Messing uh, is talking to Karen about why, or Grace is talking to Karen about why she needs to move out. And she walks over to the fax machine and like Deborah Messing just pulls this post-it note off a piece of paper and sticks it on the fax machine, puts the paper in and starts pressing buttons. And I'm like, that's an actor win. Like, that's mm-hmm. the business. She got the business. She, she knows, got the business. She knows how to do those pieces of business, you it know. It makes me crazy when when actors don't do that on television shows. Mm-hmm. Like, when especially, <laughs> this is so weird, but I remember specifically Seventh Heaven, which I loved in high school. Duh. But they never hung up the phone. They would have a cordless. Someone would say goodbye, and they wouldn't press the damn button. What? Press the button. It's idiotic. Yeah. You got to press your buttons. You gotta, you gotta turn your pages. Mm-hmm. You gotta. What else, David? <laughs> Somebody in this episode who does not do a great—I mean, but it kind of works. But who does not do a great job with the business is uh, Sean Hayes. With <laughs> the... Later on, when he's making eggs for Will, he's making breakfast for mm-hmm. Will. We're, I'm getting ahead of myself, but this is relevant. He's making breakfast for Will, and it's a pan. It's pan of scrambled eggs that he is tapping with a whisk. That's not how you make scrambled eggs. Um. So I love in this scene, for this first scene, where they just casually are ribbing each other and just like, you know, their friendship is so deep that they can just make fun of each other and and, and oh, yeah. he, he has no problem saying no to her. And um, also, uh, Eric McCormick's Regis, spot on. Pretty good. Totally. Yeah. That's definitely one of those 90s jokes, though, that's like, oh, totally. oh my God, remember when Regis jokes were funny? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then we jump to Jack making his say it with me David garlic, garlic jazz. jazz 
which I totally want to try. It's a dry snack mix. <laughs> he's singing Blame It on the Bossa Nova. Um, and he's he's spilling spices just all over the place. Yes. Oh, my God. He's I, clearly making such a giant freaking mess. I would lose my mind. In fact, what I would probably do is just start cleaning up after him. Like, immediately. I mean, it's kind of what Will does. Yeah. Like, the first thing he says is, like, you're annoying me. Stop laughing. He says... Stop making me laugh. You're bugging me. That's right. <laughs> Just so cute. And then Jack, not long thereafter, says, Bird's got to fly. Fish got to swim. Will's got to lighten up. I got to say, the first thing I noticed, Will's hair. It's short it's now. Are you okay? I'll get over it, I guess. But I mean, mm, you know what? You, you can watch the pilot anytime you want. It was want. very Paul Reiser. Another, like, weird sexual awakening for me from mid-90s. Paul Reiser? Yeah. Well, that's fascinating. I have a strange type, yo. I guess. Yeah, yeah you do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, dial a dude? David, you ever dialed a dude? No. Never never called something? Like, what a relic from the 90s at Girl, $2.99 a minute. <laughs> you know what, though? I gotta say, I use the apps. Well, of course you do, but those are free. You know, <laughs> shout out to everybody who, like, last night on a beer and a half, you know, lying in bed, fell deeply in love on Scruff for a solid half hour. Sure. Yeah, I missed I missed all the, the apps. You did? I did. Mm-hmm. You're welcome to flip through my Tinder any day, or my Scruff for that Which matter. we've done and is a fun game. It is a good game. <laughs> uh I love the next scene in which Grace is fighting with a realtor and like just getting it done herself. Yes, she's that's like, the fax machine scene. Yeah, yeah. She's like telling the realtor, "Listen, you're a realtor. Do your job." I believe what she says is, "Listen, you're a realtor. How about let's get real for a second, okay?" <laughs> and Karen just going through her clothes, talking about her blouses and and her. Mm. I, I might wear it. I might not. But I might. <laughs> That's David in a thrift store. Uh, that That's true. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, this actually brings me to my Will and Grace fashion moment of the week. Oh, fabulous. Mine too, actually. Yes. Really? Yeah. <gasps> Excellent. Okay. I'll go first. Whenever Grace is at work, she is wearing a blouse, <laughs> open the top three buttons, and tied at the waist. She has one in every color. She's often wearing several strands of pearls with it. Mm-hmm. And it is so hot. I yeah, she that is aspirational so fashion for me. I would love to be able to like be a person who can just pull off just being like, oh, oh, I just I have so much to do. I just I oh I can't I I'm just gonna put a blouse on and tie it at the waist and go. And I'll throw on a strand of pearls. Like she's oh it's effortless. It's effortless. Way to go wardrobe. Love yeah, her- this. Will and Grace fashion moment of the week. Her What's hair yours? is also amazing. Oh, oh. It's so big hair. and curly and shiny and bouncy, and I just love Ugh. it, and I'm so jealous of it. You know, a uh, little off topic, but her hair in Smash, also. Also, Laura. Mysteries of Laura. Deborah Messing, you got great hair. Congratulations. You got great hair. Congratulations. Um, my fashion moment is from the same scene, mm. and it's Karen's fuzzy blouse cardigan. The Marabou. Mm-hmm. The, I'm sorry, it's what now? Marabou. And exactly what is that? You know how there are... Try to go with me a moment. Imagine me as a young gay child. Mm. Uh, you know how there are... Impossible. Boas with the... With, you know, 
feathers. Mm. Then there are like the little shitty ones yeah. that are like too thin and they're just kind of cheaper and they're actually trim. That's marabou. Oh god. Anyway, well, go that's on. what uh, that's what Karen is wearing. She's wearing a a three quarter length sleeve sweater. <laughs> Which was also, it was another thing that I really wanted to wear in like my senior year of high school. I was so into three quarter length sleeves. Mm. Um, and it has marabou apparently down the, the what am I saying? Down she has the, the, it goes down the neckline and down the neckline all the way down the shirt to continues. her waist. It's so weird. I mean, what, what sort of thing inspired that? Why are we doing that? It's not fur. Mm-mm. It's, and it's for marabou. Karen, it's quite cheap looking. <laughs> I know. Let's be honest. I feel like we haven't quite found her aesthetic yet. No, not quite. No. Yeah. And she's still, like, the hair's not quite right yet. But, like we said before, like we said in the IMDb trivia, um, her voice is starting to come mm-hmm. through. The the Karen voice that we know and love later on yeah. is starting to arrive. And her moral compass is starting to turn south a little yeah. bit. Like, and we, get, we do get a, um, uh, honey, what is this? What's going on? Yeah, like, yeah. I love it's, it. oh, it's starting. It's starting. Mm-hmm. You can tell that she and the writers and the directors are finding Karen, and I love it. Yes, um, and another another great line from that scene is, "Oh, honey, machinery." Right. <laughs> Hence the fax machine moment. Yep. I also want to um, call out a moment from that scene that Grace, as uh, Karen is going through like all these sweaters that she's bought at the store. Grace goes, do you also hold up sandwiches in front of starving children? And I just have to say, oh my God, Grace, comparing yourself to a starving child, come on. You're not a starving child. You are a wealthy ass white lady who can't afford to buy a blouse. And she's like thriving. She's fine. And then later she just gets an apartment in Brooklyn, which obviously is not the Brooklyn of today and is more Murderville than it is now, as, as Will points out. But she still gets an apartment with many doorways. Uh, and I, space. We'll get to that apartment. Yeah, okay. We'll get to the Brooklyn right. apartment. I can't do that yet. Um, and then Will and Grace are using a newspaper to search for apartments. That is not an experience I ever had, I don't think. Have you? Did you? No, of course not. No. I, I remember in high school looking for my first job in a newspaper. Mm-hmm. But I will. I just, like I said, just found an apartment last week. And I definitely didn't use a freaking newspaper nor did it ever occur to me to try no do they even still do that i don't know probably do they just still do they still do classifieds i don't know somebody answer that for us oh also at first i just kind of thought that will was eating a baguette it's a hot <laughs> just dog. a piece of bread <laughs> and i'm like okay cool goals i'm so glad you brought that up because i want to talk about the fact that will is eating some sort of gross food cart hot dog mm. And Grace is eating what appears to be dry lettuce. Plain lettuce. Like, it's there's nothing on it. It's all she's eating. And I just want to point out the su- subtle misogyny mm. there. Mm. Because women aren't allowed to eat hot dogs. Point it out. At, why didn't she get... Did the hot dog guy have dry lettuce for her that he just shoved <laughs> in a piece of plastic for her? I don't think so. They clearly went to two different places to pick up their lunches. Right. And it, it, it really, like... It grates on my nerves when I see like women eating just salad in it's, in a place where everyone else is eating something food delicious. Yeah, f- actual food. Yes, right. Not that I love salads, but so, like, sh- totally. It's literally dry lettuce. Yeah. Anyway, 
Um, and then just this scene, Grace is just feeling sad and sorry for herself. And she's yeah. kind of begging Will to let her move in. And he's still like, no, no, no. Um, and he at some point calls her Marky Post, which neither of us knew who that was. Nope, 90s that joke is, that doesn't hold up. Like, that is our uh, jokes we didn't get yep. segment of the day. You're so Marky Post in every Lifetime original movie. <laughs> who the... I, I mean, I looked up Marky Post, and honestly, shame on us for not knowing Marky Post. Like, she's got some credits. All right, we've got Card Sharks in 78. The new Card Sharks in 86. Uh, <laughs> Double Dare. Double she, Dare? Mm-hmm. <sighs> awesome. Night Court. She was Christine Sullivan on Night Court. Oh, oh, that's that's a big deal. Yeah, that's real, that's, that's real shit. Yeah, okay. Um, huh. And she was in, there's something about Mary. She played Mary's mother. Interesting. But, like, she was born in 1950. Something about Mary was made in 98. That would have made her only 48 years old playing be- Cameron Diaz's mother. I don't think so. <sighs> I don't think so. No, Come that's, on. that's not. Well, it's not your fault, Marky Post. Yeah. Good on you anyway, Marky Post. All right. Well, good. Um, I also want to point out that Grace says to Will, be my crutch. And I know his motives for saying no to her are pretty uh, selfish. But what? I also, I love that he also knows that she does need to gain a little independence. So I know that I'm a millennial, but <laughs> were computers made out of wood? <laughs> Why? Did, is that a separate note you had? Yes. Because I had that too. Why is Will's computer made of wood? My, my text reads, quote, why is Will's computer wooden? Wow. Yeah. Why the wow? Well, I have... I, mine, mine is, why is Will's computer made of wood? Why is his desk chair so low? Why <laughs> is his office... I think I'm going to continue to have issues with Will's office forever. <laughs> Me too. And another issue, uh, I need to uh, I need to talk to a grip on set or something <laughs> because there is clearly a gap in flats on the scenery. It's so obvious. Like, there is a clear <laughs> gap between the, like, fake walls of Will's office. And I'm just like, guys, come get, on. Get it together. This is NBC. Push them together. Like, oh, my we'll Get you a clamp. And now we arrive. Oh, wait. No, we taught Harlan gives him relationship advice. And I love that he is still just so kind and also curious. And just, I love Harlan again. Harlan's a sweetheart. Yeah. I mean, continually his, love Harlan. Yeah. Despite... His suit. Despite his double-breasted suit. Yikes, that's ugly. <laughs> it's huge. All right. Now, Grace calls Will and summons him to Brooklyn. Summons him. So he goes to Brooklyn. In the in the middle of a work day? In the middle of a classic Will and Grace. Um, <laughs> and arrives at the a, a significantly more beautiful apartment than I have ever lived in. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry. There's no way that that apartment costs less than... $3,000 a month. No. It is Even stunning. back then. It has these giant windows. Will's like looking out this beautiful window at a tree that is like, you know, waving in the sunshine outside the window. But I just like, I hate the shade that's thrown at Brooklyn. First of all, Brooklyn is gorgeous. Second of all, yep. that apartment's amazing. Yeah, I visited Brooklyn very shortly after this episode and it was, it was quite lovely and not at all Murderville. Also, not okay to call things Murderville. Yeah, no. Well, or not today. It's not okay to call things murder- Murderville. Shouldn't have been okay then either because we shouldn't make light of actual, like, murders. <laughs> well, yeah, that's absolutely true. And often steeped in, you know, Deep racism. racism. 
Um, which then brings us to the quote from Will, where he's referencing somehow the residents of Brooklyn, and like I think it's like something like a thousand other guys named Guido, which is problematic. Problematic. So, according to author and professor Pellegrino Dacierno, I want to say. Uh, Guido, Guido is a pejorative term applied to lower class macho gold amulet wearing self-displaying mm-hmm. neighborhood boys with a penchant for cruising in hot cars and Guidette which I don't think I've ever heard before you unless I missed Shore. an episode or two of Jersey Shore um, is their gum chewing big haired airheaded female counterpart and in regards to the Guido stereotype in the depiction of a working class Italian American communities in American film um, Peter Bondanella contends that although some films view the working class as a potentially notable, noble and dignified group, others see the working class Italian-American as a Guido or Guidette, part of a tasteless, uneducated, prejudiced group of characters um, with big hair and chains and abrasive manners. So it's not a great thing to call a person. Italians, Italian-Americans sometimes refer to themselves as Guidos lovingly and... And it's a person's name. People are named Guido. At any rate, Guido, not great. Uh, So, David, Mm. do you want to talk about the game? I think the line that I'm supposed to say (laughs) is, what game? But I know what game you're talking about (laughs) because, of course, I do because we've played this game so many times. So, this wonderful favorite moment from Will and Grace for me is that... Um, Grace says, do you want to play the game? And Will says, what game? And she says, the game where we guess all my stuff, where all my stuff is going to go. And then she goes and she puts herself in places. And Will has to guess what she is. So I just counted up the number of apartments that we've lived in together. We've known each other Uh as living in. The number is 13. Really? Six. And I'm at six, but I'm about to be seven. Six. Mm Mm-hmm. Holy cow. Seven apartments for me. Three for you. Six. Six. Seven and six. Anyway, the Guess Where Things Go game. Oh my God. So fun. And listener, dear listeners, David and I, in 2009, when I was looking for a new apartment, found a place. He came with me. He came. I came armed with my digital camera. And he came armed with a little notebook, a little spiral notebook to take oh my notes God, in. That's right. And it was winter and it was dark and we were let into this apartment and it was so lovely and I loved it. Mm. And there was, against the wall, a bricked over fireplace. Mm -hmm. And you bet the first thing we did was I hopped up on it and I said, what am I? And I said, you're that ugly piece of string art you got in Santa Fe. It happened. That solidified our friendship. This is how long we've been quoting Will and Grace to each other. This is not new for us. This is why we're experts. This is why you should trust us. (sighs) Um, Oh, also, why would you sign a two-year lease? Whoa, I know. Also, it's signed. How's she going to get out of that? She just probably just breaks it. Also, what a pain in the ass to move, move your stuff into a place and then just be like, nah, and that night... Mm. Could you, I'm sorry, but could you imagine yourself in the emotional state of a person who has just moved into a place and you're settling in that evening, you've poured a glass of wine, you sit down in your chair and you look around and you think, yeah, no, I think I'm going to pack all this back up again and move it again, I mean, right away, immediately, right now. I'd rather die. I would rather die. I would rather die. No, that sounds awful. But Will gets home that night after saying goodbye to Gracie in her new mm. apartment. And this is where I really heavily identified with Will, was coming into a little bit of a dark apartment, 
putting your keys in the bowl and taking off your tie or whatever and turning on your television and just like in those moments I remember an acting class I had in college they one of the exercises was like you have to be in front of us but you have to be completely alone Mm. and Eric McCormick I remember that exercise yeah Yeah. we did not go to college together but I also and but Eric McCormick does such a good job of like clearly relishing the fact that he's come home to this nice dark quiet apartment he turns on the tv to what he wants to watch and he gets a little drink and he sits down in his still the one chair which will (sighs) continually bug me um and he sits down and he takes a drink and then guapo shows up and it's gorgeous that's hilarious (laughs) i love guapo next morning Mm. we wake up jack is smacking those eggs around with a whisk (laughs) and another ever I, I, like he's like watch it he's just, well wait now that you say it I'm wondering if it was a choice on, on Sean Hayes's part he's just like look how bad I am at this yeah like because Jack probably I mean you know Jack doesn't cook right right probably not does Jack cook is that a bit no, well Will cooks Will does a lot of cooking Grace does not cook no Karen does not cook I think Eric I, Eric <laughs> Eric and I are very close uh, obviously Will I think Will is the only one who cooks of the four um Wake up the next morning. Will has decided to kick Jack out to make room for Grace. Because he missed her. Yeah. And who wouldn't? The Welcome moment. to Cynical Island, population you. Right. Jack breaking the wine glass. Beautiful moment of physical comedy. I think that's one of the funniest moments in the show yet. Oh, God. So, uh, so what happens is um, Jack says, oh, he's he's making breakfast and Will is suspicious. And he says, what happened, Jack? Did you break another wine glass? And Jack says, no. And he says... Guapo pooped on one of your suits. Which, by the way, macaw poop? Rancid. How do you know that, Carolyn? Well, I worked at a zoo in high school, David. Tell me about that. Uh, it was great. I loved it. I worked with lions and sea lions and all the birds, and it was the best. To this day, Carolyn is a huge zoo person, animal person, animal lover, animal caretaker, animal knowledge haver. Sort of, yeah. Especially macaws. I actually have a scar on my thumb from a macaw. Her name was Mackie. She was 60 then. She might still be alive because she they can live like to a be bitch. very old. You know, it wasn't a great moment. <laughs> Bled a lot. But anyway, this, uh, like, their poop is so rancid. So that suit is done. Like, he Ew. can't have that suit back, which we know what Will's suits look like. So maybe that's for the best. <laughs> Thank you. Um, But so then Jack says, Guavo uh, pooped on one of your suits. And, and when Will kicks Jack out, Jack takes up a wine glass and just throws it in the sink and says, Whoops. I did break another wine glass. And it's like... It's so deadpan and quick and funny and perfect. And Sean Hayes is just a freaking genius. Yeah, he really is. I just... Oh, I love him. Um, are you going to talk about how um, incredibly sexy Will is in the morning? Would you like to? Because I'd be lying if I said I didn't notice, but... You didn't notice how incredibly sexy he no, looks? No, I said I'd be lying if I said I didn't notice. I oh, totally noticed. I can't hear, apparently. Or understand. <laughs> it's more of a comprehension thing. Sure. Totally. Same. Um, his messy hair, man. I mean, and the arms. He and has the, good arms. The pajama pant. Mm-hmm. Good looking man. Sorry. So, this is the scene where he's kicking Jack out, asking him to leave, making room for Grace. Here's my thing. It is Will's apartment. And I respect that. However, it is a large apartment. With a couch. There's room for three people to stay. And he says Jack only wants to stay till the end of the week. All I'm saying, Will not very welcoming of you well lighten up a little will lighten up a little will we'll get there we'll get there next scene 
Iconic. Legendary. Just. Stand up, show some appreciation, do a salute. For Jack and Karen, finally meeting. For the first time. And it is everything. Kitten with a whip. We have tummy touch. We have store bought. Ugh. I just, <gasps> it. listen, we're not going to reiterate the scene for you because if you haven't seen it, that's your bad. You need to go watch and it. And you need to go watch it. Nope. It is the best meeting, although I would like to say gay men commenting on and touching women's bodies without consent is something that has been... It's a it's, problem. And it's we're been s- a problem. It's better now. Yeah-ish. Yeah. Yeah. And I will say also as a gay man... Certain a certain type of straight woman thinks that my body and my physical presence and my 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 me is for their entertainment. Right, and I think that it's worth worth saying that you know we have to treat each other as humans, not as accessories. Um, but that being said, Karen is clearly appreciative of the attention. Oh, she loves. They're clearly loves. soulmates, mm-hmm. and it's, it's so beautiful. And it's so, so wonderful. And it is just so perfectly achieved by these two incredible character actors. It's just it's <laughs> stunning. Then <sighs> we're moving into Will showing up at Grace's apartment, telling her to move in with him. Yeah, you know, for an interior designer, she's got ugly stuff. I feel like for 1998, though, it was very, like, shabby chic. Rattan? Love Rattan. There's Rattan behind you. That's my husband's, not mine. It used to be mine. Shut up. I gave it to you. This thing? Yes. Well, it matched his stupid rattan table. Which I also think is cute. I know you do. <laughs> Damn it. David. They have a Golden Girls aesthetic. So David loves rattan. Sorry. Anyway. So Grace is, you know, mostly moved in. She tells Will, dude, you're late. I asked you about this, and I actually kind of now agree with you. This is something I need to do. And, like, Will's bummed out, and he goes home. Um, And the bit with the mirror where he says, <laughs> I think the mirror would look great there, and he just keeps telling her to move over until he's out, until she's out the door, and he tells her to come live with him. That's cute. I love that bit. And then so she cute. says, look at you. Oh, my God. So fu- I love that moment, this too. This is the face of a man who is making me crazy. <laughs> uh-huh. Also a thing you've said to me. <laughs> I need to like choose a microphone position. I keep like leaning in mm. and then pulling back. Um, um. Also, uh, Brooklyn is not that bad. I know I keep coming back on the back to this, but every time Brooklyn is brought up, it's like just they really harp on it, and I don't think that's fair to Brooklyn. Also, Deborah Messing, born in Brooklyn. Oh, was she really? Wow. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, I do. I would like to say though. That um, we live on the north side now, and we did for a long time together. And when you moved to the west side, mm. off the blue line. What'd you do? Well, I, I moved there too, Yeah, is what happened. So we keep talking about this thing, how we could never live together. But the thing is, we need proximity. <laughs> and also, bears mentioning, I did sleep here last night. You did? <laughs> <laughs> have coffee and bagels okay yeah we could probably live together in mm, fact as long as we had lots of space yeah we'll get a mansion on lake como okay so that's it that's the uh there's only one more scene 
And it is Will is sitting at the table, dejectedly eating ice cream. Ice cream. And he's so cute in his little, you know, he's just, he looks so sad. But he doesn't look like he's like really feeling that sad for himself. He's doing that thing, which is my whole mindset right now, which is just like, this is the way things are right now. And it's not great, but you know, whatever. And his face says it all. He communicates so much. Um, Wonderful, wonderful performance given by Eric McCormick. Yeah, I really, I don't think I ever appreciated how good of an actor he is because Will is kind of the straight man. Yeah. I mean, he's very funny and I can recognize that, but he's also just a really good actor. Yeah, he is. It's impressive. But then, who should open the door and just come... Wordlessly. Marching in, Mm -hmm. smiling. Our sweet Gracie. Carrying her gorgeous Louis Vuitton luggage. Yeah, excuse me. You couldn't find an apartment in Manhattan with your Louis Vuitton luggage? I know. Look at you. You're bitching. Karen holding up her blouses in front of you. And you go home to your matching Louis luggage. Come on. Please. Please. Cute ending. Such a cute ending. Such a cute ending. And it's wordless. And then it's just, you know, good night crazy. It's just, that's friendship, man. So cute. I have one more thought. Jack's wardrobe Mm. is not flattering. It's quite Mm-mm. frumpy, and I have some thoughts about that. Tell me about it. Well, we're not making him as attractive as Will, and I think that uh, it's got a lot to do with their ratios of masculinity to femininity, mm-hmm. where both of their personalities lie on the spectrum of mask behavior, and it's um, kind of a bummer to me. It could also have something to do with the fact that uh, Jack's socioeconomic status is totally much lower than Will's. Right. And I think that that like tracks more realistically with, you know, the arc of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, because God knows that there are some jokes about Will having effeminate clothing later on. But like, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> um, not effeminate clo- clothing can't be effeminate. He, having, he has gay ass clothes. Um, Anyway, yeah, I had a real problem with, I just, I noticed it and I was thinking like, yeah, we're really not supposed to be, Sean Hayes, beautiful man, mm-hmm. super good looking. Um, and like, he's frumped down a little by his wardrobe. He's 28 years old in this episode. He's a, you know, like a, a young guy and he's dressed I don't know. Maybe I'm making too much out of this. Maybe it's just his character. I don't know. And Lord knows I was not raised to criticize costumes. My mother's <laughs> a costume designer. Will's presentation of his gayness is, like we've said, and we will continue to say, so much more traditionally masculine than, for example, mine. Like, he's so, like, he passes, you know? Yeah. As, as I mean, straight. I don't know. Passing meaning like, if you didn't know he was gay, you wouldn't necessarily you wouldn't assume. Guess. Which Karen meets Jack for ten seconds and is like just assuming. Right. Uh, Grace says, "Okay, I've done this," and she's lived alone for what six hours. <laughs> um, I lived alone for six years, and I just want to say, if anyone's listening out there that has never considered living alone. And you have the means to live alone. Do it. Do it. It is the best. It is. And sometimes it's not, but like, it's important, I think. It was literally never not for me. Really? <laughs> no, I've, I've felt deep loneliness living alone before. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're different. We're very different We are people. very, very different I am very extroverted. You are very introverted. So. Yeah. Being alone 
is probably one of my top five favorite things mm. in life is to have alone time and to recharge and yeah. and be with my own thoughts and scream sing show tunes and totally uh, read a book without being interrupted. And, All those things are amazing. Yeah, I think being alone is important. It is important to learn how to be alone in your life. And um, I, I wish Grace had taken more than six hours. But also, I'm super pumped for her to live with Will. As of today, I have exactly four weeks remaining <sighs> in my apartment, in my cute little one bedroom. Well, at any rate, though, I feel the same about the thing with Grace that night. I'm just... I d- we don't get the first season of Will and Grace if she doesn't make that move. Right. But at the same time, I'm like, girl, no. <laughs> right. Do you. Do you. Be in Brooklyn. It's great. The apartment's great. The tree grows The doorways there. are so wide. Oh, my God. What a beautiful apartment. Well, David. Yes, Carolyn? What's your takeaway from this episode? My takeaway is independence is important. Living alone is important. But what's more important is being somewhere where your friends can get to you quickly. My takeaway is that sitcoms consistently do not have realistic apartments in them. <laughs> and if there's one Fully thing that I do in this life before I leave this world... I would like to please influence showrunners and scenic designers <laughs> to create realistic living spaces for our beloved characters. Thank you. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you so much for joining us today on Will and Grace and Vodka. If you enjoyed what you heard, please, please, please pretty please, with a cherry on top, rate and review and subscribe. And if you don't like us, leave us alone. Yeah. Leave us alone. Also, Find us on social media. We are on Facebook at Will and Grace and Vodka. And we are on Instagram and Twitter at Will and Grace Pod. And, you know, share it with your family and your yeah. friends, your lovers. Spread the word. Your, your, your uh, ice cream shop workers, your... Uh, your hot dog vendors. Hot dog vendors. Your um, dry salad makers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Share, 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 share. If they try to give you dressing... You say, listen, no dressing for messing. Thanks for listening, guys. This has been Will and Grace and Vodka. Our vodka drink this week was a Bloody Mary, and it was made with Tito's, and PJ Hankey is the genius behind our theme song. Thank you, PJ. This has been Will and Grace and Vodka. Say goodnight, Gracie. Goodnight, Gracie.